Action Chapel International. We are one church in many locations worldwide. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today to feed on God's word and to enrich your spirit. We know that your life will never be the same. Now please join us for this powerful message. Give him praise. Give him praise. All across the world, with our hands lifted up, we give him praise. For you are fearful and great. You are terribly afraid. Strong in battle. Do accordingly. Do accordingly. Show your people a token for good. That those who hate us may be put to shame. Oh God of vengeance, shine forth. Show forth thyself. Show thy power. And in the name of Jesus, we hereby settle every score with the enemy by the blood of Jesus. We declare that every score with the enemy is settled by the blood of Jesus. Even now, as we put our hands together, we override every enemy. We override every adversary. In the name of Jesus, amen. Any restriction and embargoes placed on our increase, our growth, our harvest, our multiplication, and our future, our security, our safety, our deliverance. Let the embargo in the name of Jesus be dismantled and lifted over your people and this house. We break embargoes. We dismantle embargoes. We lift embargoes of your people, of this house, our finances, our health, our children, the works of our hands, by the power of Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. We'll continue in prayer. And remember that tomorrow, our fast for the month of March begins, Lord willing. And tomorrow, Tuesday and Wednesday, and beyond Shabbat, the ninth, we will be having Shabbat once a month, uh, the first week, the first Sunday of every month.
what you say matters. You just can't Understand again, here again is the word active, the word created. God created the heavens and the earth. How? By his words. All things was created by the word. All things consist by the word. And the word has preeminence over all things. So the first heavens and earth God created, Genesis 1.1, is what we call the pre-Adamic world. That world was perfect. It is believed by Bible scholars that after the war took place in heaven, Revelation, the 12th chapter, and Satan was cast to the earth, he destroyed the pre-Adamic world. And when God came on the scene and saw the state of the earth, the reality of the time was that the earth was without form and it was out of shape and order and darkness had covered the face of the deep. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the reality. But God did not accept the reality. He acknowledged it, but didn't accept it. And he spoke what he desired, what he wished for, what he wanted by speaking the opposite of the situation. He spoke the opposite of the reality of the time. He said, let there be the opposite of darkness, which is light. He said, let there be light, and there was light. Understand that until God said, let there be light, there was no light. And so I understand the reality of the time. That we are dealing with an epidemic. We are dealing 
with a coronavirus. We are dealing with a life and death situation, a, a plague. We are also dealing with a beast. We are dealing with a virus that is taking life. But you, in the mix of all that is going on, must be able to speak the opposite of what is happening. The opposite of the reality is that I am not a victim of coronavirus, and I will not be a victim of coronavirus. Me and my house will not be victims of coronavirus. We are victors and not a victim. The scientists have projected that it looks like we have to live with coronavirus until about 2017 before we can really find our way with this virus. And I declare, as it was said, when Joseph said to his brothers, your father, the old man, how is he? And they said, our old man, our father, is in good health and he's still alive. I declare on, by the judicial powers of heaven that between now and 2017 and beyond, me and my house will be in good health and will still be alive. You didn't hear what I said. I said I will be in good health and still be alive. That is what I believe. You can also speak what you believe. But I believe that irrespective of how long coronavirus moves in our society, that I am exempted from the plague. You are exempted from the plague. My house is exempted. Your house is exempted. This nation is exempted. In the name of Jesus, if you believe it, say yes. Put your hands together. Now, I'm not saying you should not acknowledge reality. Reality at that time was darkness. God acknowledged it, but he didn't accept it. So you and I can acknowledge the reality we deal with, but your reality, my reality, and God's reality is different. God's reality is what he has said. That is his reality. That a thousand shall fall by our side and 10,000 on our right hand, but it shall not come near us. That we are exempted. That even if it hits you, you will recover. That it does not have the mandate to take you. That you will live and not die. Say, I will live and not die. During this time of COVID-19, I will be here in good health and alive. And after, I will still be here. In the name of Jesus, if you believe it, say yes. Now, come with me to Romans 4 and the 17th verse. Romans, the fourth chapter and the 17th verse. Quickly. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and colored those things which be not as though they were. As though they were. This is what we call the rules of engagement. And this is how God operates. He called Abraham, who was barren, didn't have a kid. The wife was barren and said, I have made you a father of many nations. And he said, I'm changing your name from Abraham to Abraham. And the meaning of Abraham is father of many nations. And for 25 years, God kept calling him father of many nations, father of many nations, father of many nations. And he became father of many nations. So when God wants to create something and he wants to do something that has never been or existed before, he prophesies, he calls it to be as if it were, as if it was there. That is the principles of God. That is the way he, he operates. He prophesies. The Bible said he declares the end from the beginning, things that are not yet seen or 
the God you and I serve. And you and I, as never before, must do it God's way. I know the reality on the ground is that people are dying and bad things are happening all over the nations of the world and around us. But you've got to believe that there shall no evil before thee. You must believe that no plague will come now your dwelling. You must believe that the numbers of your days you will fulfill. You must believe that God will satisfy you with long life and show you his salvation. You must believe that when men are cast down, you will say there is a lifting up. And if you believe, don't shut your mouth. If you believe, declare what you believe. If you believe, declare the word of God. Because God made you in his image after his own likeness. And in you lies the power to create good or bad. It's in you. Ephesians. Before Ephesians 5.1, look at the book of Ezekiel 37. It ties in with Romans 4.17. The other day, there was a prophet in the Bible minding his own business. And the spirit of the Lord carried him into a valley full of dry bones. Then said the Lord to this prophet, Ezekiel. Son of man, can these bones live? And the Bible said that he looked to the Lord and said, Are you asking me such a question? Can bones live? Bones don't live. This thing is not just dead, it's dry, it's dry bones. And the Bible said, and he said, Lord God, thou knowest. And the Bible said, and the Lord said, Prophesy. Speak to the bones, the expected desire. Prophesy. And the prophet said, and I prophesy to the dry bones as I was commanded. And flesh and sinews and wind came and life came upon the dry bones. And the dry bones became a great army. A great army. Listen, gentlemen. The dry bones would have remained dry bones until he spoke. Nothing would have happened until he said something. And it's not just enough to say anything. You have to know what to say. You need to say the right thing. And in order for you to say the right thing, you must know the word. You must know the word. As it is written, the Bible said, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. The scriptures cannot be broken. And the Bible says, in the book of Mark, the 16th chapter, he said, and after that the Lord was received up into heaven, the apostles went everywhere, preaching the word, the word, not their words, not their feeling, not their emotion, but they were preaching the word of God. And the Bible said, the Lord worked with them, confirming his word with signs following. Ladies and gentlemen, anytime we speak his word, he's under obligation to perform. He's under obligation to deliver. Today, I challenge you to begin to speak the word of God to your circumstances, to your reality as never before. And the more of his word that proceeds out of our mouth, there will be a performance 
of his word, not your word, not my word, but his word. Put your hands together and thank God for his word. Imitators of God. So in the case of the prophet, he had to prophesy. He prophesied the word of God as he was commanded. And the times we live in, you and I need to know the scriptures as never before. We need to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost as never before. So in the name of Jesus, know the word. Eat the scroll. Search the scroll. Search the scriptures. Know the scriptures. And those who do know their God will be found and do exploits. Amen. Then come with me to Ephesians 5, 1. Ephesians 5, 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Be imitators of God as dear children. What is he saying? Do it your father's way. Do it the way God does it. How did he do it? He spoke the opposite of the reality. He saw darkness, he spoke light. The Bible says in the book of Joel 3, 10b, he said, let the weak say, I'm strong. You are weak. You feel weak, lack of energy. How do you get energy and strength back? Say, I'm strong. When you say, I'm strong, you become strong. When you say, I'm weak, I'm weak, I'm weak, you keep being weak. Why? Because your words create. Because your mouth is a tool and a weapon and a vehicle given to you by God to create outcomes, outcomes. Whether it's good outcome or a bad outcome is determined by what comes out of your mouth. Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and life is in the tongue. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. So whenever you speak to your husband, you are either speaking death or life. Yeah. Whenever you speak to your wife, you are speaking death or life. Whenever you speak to your children, your siblings, friends, loved ones, you are either speaking death or life because your mouth is a weapon, it's a vehicle. It is given to you to create good or evil. The outcome of your circumstances has everything to do with the words that proceed out of your mouth. What are you saying? Imitators of God, be ye imitators of God as dear children imitators of God. It means let's imitate our dad. Let's do it the way he does it. I know you are dealing with a lot of fears. I deal with fears. Sometimes I feel threatened. I feel threatened and I feel intimidated. Sometimes I can tell when people are conspiring evil against me. I can feel, I can feel evil. I can feel when people take my name places and my pictures and my loved ones to places and they are invoking demonic powers and doing evil things. I can feel it, but I don't give in to what I'm feeling. I command the opposite. I command it to backfire. I command it to boomerang. I command lightnings to answer for me. I command the earthquakes and the thunders of God to answer. I command the vengeance of God to answer them. In the name of Jesus, I command the blood of Jesus to answer them. In the name of, I don't give in to my fears. I refuse to be threatened. I refuse to be intimidated. Let nothing and let no man, let no 
all circumstances intimidate you or threaten you. Now, anything that threatens and intimidates, in the name of Jesus, let it be accursed and be vanquished. In the name of Jesus, say yes. Come with me to the book of Mark, the 11th chapter. Mark 11 chapter and the 23 verse. For verily I say unto you, uh -huh. that whosoever shall say unto whosoever shall say, whosoever shall, say. shall meditate, shall be nice, shall cry, frustrated, discouraged, meditate, reason it out, tweet, talk about it, send emails, talk to friends and loved ones. But whosoever shall say, whosoever shall what have you said and what are you saying? What it stands to mean is nothing moves and nothing happens until you say something. Negative or positive events has everything to do with what you are saying with your mouth. Whosoever shall say to whom? To what? Go ahead. To this mountain. To what? To this mountain. What is a mountain? Stubborn situation, stubborn realities, complex situations, complications. Yes. Crisis, family crisis, financial crisis, name it. Complex situations. Yes. Difficult situations. But whosoever shall say, be thou uprooted, I uproot you. Be ye uprooted. I am uprooting this mountain by the judicial powers of heaven. I uproot this situation. Let this situation be uprooted. I declare this week from right now that any mountain that has opposed you shall be uprooted from today. I say I declare the mountain is uprooted. Stubborn situations have been uprooted and vanquished in the name of Jesus. I say to every stubborn situation, be uprooted and vanquished. Go ahead. And be thou cast into the sea, uh -huh. and shall not doubt in his heart, mm -hmm. but shall believe that those things which he says are not Those done. things which he meditates, those things which he feels, those things which he desires, those things which he wished for, but those things which he said, those things which he said, those things which he said. So in happening until you say something, nothing happens until you speak. Nothing happens until you say something. Things don't just happen. Nothing will move about your health, your family, your finances, your country, your business, if you don't say something, nothing will change. Until God said, let there be light, there was no change. The darkness was a reality. It was a reality of the time. Light was God's solution and reality. What is your solution to the situation? God's word is the solution. The word of the Lord is the solution. God has made for you and I a provision to counter any situation in our lifetime until our journey is over, until our assignment is accomplished. I declare that nothing will take us out 
until we have accomplished and fulfilled everything we have put our hands to and the reason for which we came to the minute detail that nothing will compromise our life and existence. Nothing will take us out before time. We will be here outliving all those who devise our hurt and demise. We will outlive them all. We will see the vengeance of our God on their, on their life. We will be here when they are all gone and done away with. We'll still be here. It's just a matter of time. Go ahead. But shall believe that those things which he says. 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 What are you saying? He shall have whatsoever. What are you saying? And what have you said? What are you saying? Your present circumstances is a result of what you are saying. You don't like your harvest, change what you are saying. You don't like the outcome of your circumstances, change what you are saying. Where you are today is a result of what you said and did yesterday. Where you'll be tomorrow has everything to do with what you are doing and saying right now. Things don't just happen. Let's go ahead quickly. Let's look at Luke 6, 45. Luke 6, 45. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. Uh -huh. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. Uh -huh. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. You see, so he's talking about the heart, the heart, the heart. The heart. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart, his heart for evil things out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks your mouth will execute it's an executor it will execute and enforce what is in your heart so what is in thy heart what is in your heart yeah you have to take heed to what gets into your heart because your heart will send to your mouth and your mouth will speak what is in your heart. And when the enemy wants to destroy you because he cannot curse us and destroy us, he employs our ignorance to destroy ourselves. He programs us to destroy ourselves. We call it self-destruction or self-sabotage. I refuse to self-destruct. I refuse to self-sabotage. In the name of Jesus, now, Proverbs, the 14th chapter. Look at Proverbs, the 4th chapter. Proverbs, the 4th chapter and the 23rd verse. Proverbs 4 and the 23rd verse. Look at something. Keep, keep thy heart with all diligence. Guard your heart with all diligence. Out of it are the issues of life. Guard your heart. Why? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. The wise man Solomon said it in his day. Jesus came, wiser than Solomon, repeated the same thing Solomon said, that you got to guard your heart. You have to be careful what gets into your heart. It means that you have to be careful what you are hearing. All these conspiracy theories on social media, everybody has become wise. Everybody has become some kind of a prophet. Everybody has become wise. Everybody has something they are saying. Everybody is coming up with things. Don't be confused. What you pay attention to will eventually determine your direction. So be careful what you are paying attention to. Be careful what you are feeding your spirit with. 
So the wise man said, guard your heart. Don't just buy into everything. I don't just listen to anything. I block a lot of things. Yeah. Before I go to bed, I don't watch certain movies. And I don't tune in to listen to some news. There are so many things I avoid because I have to guide my heart with diligence. Why? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And whatever the mouth speaks determines the outcome of your circumstances. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it proceeds the issues of life. What does it mean? It means that the issues of your life and my life is determined by what comes out of your mouth through your heart. I, I know who people are and where they are by what they say. All I have to do is to hear you talk. When you talk, I can tell whether you are wise or you are foolish. Your words reveals to me who you are, where you stand. And I've seen people who I look at them and I don't know why and how they got to where they are in life. Because you listen to them, you can tell that this guy is not wise. They are not wise at all. Intelligence is different from being wise. Anybody with skill and IQ and knowledge can be intelligent. But to be wise requires wisdom and longevity. And it doesn't come on a silver platter. You have to go through the process. Face something. Go through something before you become wise. Say, I hear you. Job, no, Joel chapter 3. Joel chapter 3. 10b. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am weak. The reality is that you are weak, but don't accept it. So what do you do? You speak the opposite of your situation. I feel weak. I am weak, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. Are you hearing me, somebody? I feel weak. I feel like I'm losing my energy. I feel like I'm being drained emotionally, mentally, and physically. But in the name of Jesus, I exchange my weakness with the strength of God. I exchange my weakness with the strength of God. I tap into the might of Almighty God. In the name of Jesus. Let's move on because of time quickly. Psalm 107 verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You are the redeemed of the Lord. But until you declare that you are redeemed, it has no effect or impact on you. You have to say it. I was dealing with a situation, one of our brothers who had the coronavirus and he couldn't breathe. He was in a very difficult situation. And the wife had called me and I was praying. I, I turned up and praying in the night. And I was calling him by the name we all know him. And my prayers weren't penetrating. I could feel that the prayers were coming back and we were losing him. And the wife was calling. One of our doctors kept on saying, Papa, it doesn't look good. We are losing him. I said, no, we're losing him. So I kept praying. I kept praying. She'll come and say, Papa, Papa, it doesn't look good. Though. And this doctor, she's a very, she's a woman of faith. She has a lot of faith. And the way she was talking, I knew that it wasn't looking good. I said, Papa, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. And the wife said, Papa, you have to do something. And I said, first of all, I want you to declare that you won't be a widow. Start from there. You declare you won't be a widow. Number two, declare your children will not be fatherless and leave the rest to me. As I kept praying, the Lord said, the name you are using 
cannot be cold is not giving you up into the realm of the spirit. So I said, what do I do? He said, ask the wife, what is his family name? What is he called by the family? What name was given to him apart from the name we all know? And the wife gave me that name. And the Lord said, that is the code. Use it. So, I called Bishop Nyako. I said, let's stop using the name we are using. Let's use this name. As soon as we started using that name, he turned. He turned around. He came back. Then, as soon as he came back, his son who was doing fine, nothing was wrong with him. The son couldn't breathe. He could not breathe. Call the mother. Say, mom, mom, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And I said, find water quickly. Find water wherever you are. Speak over the water and declare that I change the efficacy of this water to the blood of Jesus. And let him drink it. And as soon as he drank the water, he started vomiting. He threw that, threw that, threw that. As soon as he finished vomiting, everything ceased. He became fine and he could breathe. As soon as, as soon as he started breathing, the mother also started having problems and complications with breathing. So they had to rush her also to the ICU. And when she called me, I said, I know what is going on. We've gone after the thing and it won somebody from your house. It won funeral. And I said, we curse any dark cloud around your house. We bind any dark cloud right now. Bind any dark cloud over your family. Bind any dark cloud over this house, over this nation. Your loved ones, your sons and daughters, your children. We dismiss every dark cloud. We vanquish every dark cloud. We bind every dark cloud over this house, over our dwellings and our nation. We curse it in the name of Jesus. Amen. I mean, it was, it was a battle. It was a battle. But what won the day was the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost kept giving us Rima. Say Rima. And that gave us upper hand over the situation. And I spoke to him the other day. And during that time, somebody, an entity came to his room and said, I have come for you. And he rebuked the entity and said, you are joking. I'm not going anywhere with you. Any demands or claims being made on us by the dark side, by the powers of the dark kingdom, we deny them in the name of Jesus. We strip them of their powers. In the name of Jesus, we deny them. We renounce their claim. We renounce their demands over our lives, over our sons and our daughters, over our husbands and our wives. We block their demands. We block their claims. Every claim and demand being made by the occulted kingdom, by sorcerers, by diviners, by witchcraft network, by familiar spirit. In the name of Jesus, we block them. We override them. Override them. We strip them of their powers and command them to stand down in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Say, it shall not stand. Neither shall it come to pass. Amen. Let's move on quickly. Let's move on. Let's look quickly to John 6 and 63. John 6 and 63. 
It is the spirit that quickeneth. Aha. The flesh profiteth nothing. Yes, sir. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Jesus said, the words I speak carry spirit and they carry life. Proverbs 18, 21 says they carry life and death. Jesus said they carry spirit and they carry life. So whenever we speak, we are carrying life or we are carrying death. And I'll prove it to you as we go on. Look at Romans 10, 10. Romans 10, 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So if you believe and you don't speak, you don't believe. May I say it again? If you believe, and you don't declare or speak what you believe is unbelief. If you believe, you must speak. If you believe, you must say. Until you say what you believe will never happen. It's not enough to believe. Even demons believe and they tremble. You must go past believing to the place of proclamation. Say proclamation. Say proclaim. I proclaim that I will live and not die. I proclaim that I will outlive anyone that divides my head and demise. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I proclaim that anyone that wishes me ill, it shall be ill with them. And anyone that wishes me well, it shall be well with them. I believe it, therefore have I spoken. 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 4, 13. 1 Corinthians 4, 13. Second, we having the same spirit of 2 Corinthians, according as it is written, I believe and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Ladies and gentlemen, if you believe, you must speak what you believe. And these are the days to speak the scriptures. These are the days to speak the word of God as never before. Because there are a lot of realities out there. But we have only one reality, and it's the word of God. We have only one reality, that says the Lord. We have only one reality. It is written, and God is under obligation to perform his word. The Lord working with them, confirming his word with signs following. I declare that anyone that speaks the word of God from today, you have immediate effect and immediate result. Immediate, immediate, say immediate. Immediate result. Come with me to Hosea 14. Hosea chapter 14 and verse 2. Quickly. Take words with you uh -huh. and return to the Lord. Say to him, mm -hmm. take away all iniquity. Receive us graciously. Mm -hmm. For we will offer the sacrifices of our lips. You see? So, why take words with you? Why return to the Lord? Why say? Somebody say, say, say. Say unto who? Say to the Lord. Take words. What words? His words. Set the scriptures. Set the scriptures. Take words from the scroll. And return to him. And say to the Lord. Why? Numbers 14, 28. Numbers 14, 28. Say unto them. As truly as I live, say with the Lord, uh -huh. as ye have spoken in my ear, uh -huh. so will I do. So what are you saying into his ears? What does this mean? It means that any time you open your mouth and you say anything, it enters, it goes into God's ear to hear it. 
And he said, whatever you say with your mouth shall happen. And he said, I will see to it that what you say with your mouth comes to pass. So you have to be careful of what you are saying. He said, say unto them, truly as I live, what they have said and what was spoken into my ears will happen to me. Today, you must take the word of God and return to the Lord and declare his word unto him. And say, Lord, this is your word. This is your word. Come with me to Isaiah 43, 26. Put me in remembrance. Uh-huh. Let us plead together. Yeah. Declare thou uh-huh. that thou mayest be justified. How are you justified? How are you justified? Declare thou what? The word. I said, even I am he that blots out your transgressions. Go back. Go back to 25. 25. I will blot out your transgressions. I will not remember your sins, but it's not enough. Declare what I have said, because the accuser will come. The accuser will come, and he will bring you under guilt. And the only way you are justified, and what is the meaning of justification? Just as if I have never sinned before. So he said the only way to release you from the power of the voice of the accuser is to declare what I have said, and that is how you are justified. Declare thou that thou mightest be justified. For by thy words thou art condemned, and by thy words thou art justified. Let me show you something. Come with me quickly. Come with me quickly to First Samuel 17, verse 43 to verse 46. First Samuel 17, 43 to 46. And the Philistines said unto David. 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 Unto who? David. It was specific. Do you know that somebody has called and mentioned your name somewhere for you? Do you know that there is an arrow with your name on it? The Philistine was very specific about this. He did not attack the king of Israel. He didn't go after anybody. This is what we call demonic concentration. Concentrated on David and David alone and left everyone else and said, I'm going after David. And he said unto David, listen to what he said. Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his And the Philistine cursed David. And the Philistine cursed David. And the Philistine cursed David. You see, do you know people are pronouncing curses against us? But I'll tell you something. The reason why you have to watch your word is because you can't curse what God has cursed. So the curses don't work. So what they do is to program you by cursing, by by sending or casting spells and making demands and claims on you to 
will get you to the place where you yourself speak what they want to happen to you so you get yourself. We call it self-imposed destiny. You get yourself. Anytime you say, I can't take it anymore. I've had it. It's too much. It's too much. You know what you've done? You have aborted your harvest. And I swear to you, it is written. If you faint not, you shall reap. You shall reap if you faint not. So whenever you say things like, it's too much. I can't take it. That's it. I've had it. You are aborting your harvest. And it's a self-imposed destiny. And that is exactly what the enemy wants. By your words, you've given him permission to execute his desires against you. So whenever you are upset, The times you must be very, very careful of what comes out of your mouth is when you are hurt, you are down, confused, depressed, offended, discouraged, frustrated. During those times, you must take heed to what you say and you must guard your heart and your mouth with all diligence because the enemy will deploy you yourself to curse yourself. He will deploy you to hurt yourself. Today, on authority of the scriptures, let anyone that has cursed us in the name of Jesus be disappointed. Let the accursed be overturned, overturned, overturned. Put your hands and say, I overturn any cursed word. Anyone that has cursed me, my children, my family, this house, my nation, let it boomerang in the name of Jesus, boomerang. Amen. Now, now, let's go ahead. See something. He didn't just curse him, but he deployed a supernatural power. And that is my frustration with you Christian businessmen and women. You go to the marketplace doing business, depending on skills, IQ, and knowledge. You depend. And it's because... A lot of Christian businessmen and women are just selfish and greedy. So, you go out there, you are not connected to the altar. You are not connected to the leadership of the house. You are out there, and you are using your own might and your strength. But it is written, it is not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit. It is written, lean on on your own understanding. Be not wise in your own minds, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. A lot of you Christian businessmen and women, because you don't want to do the right thing, you don't want to support the ministry, you don't want to tithe and you don't want to build churches and you don't want to help the word of God and it's just about you and your immediate family, you, you just try to do things on your own and think you are smart. A lot of the people you deal with out there, they don't just use their natural senses. No. You are praying by supernatural power. One of my members went for a board meeting in Dubai. A big sheikh came into the meeting. And the sheikh is his partner. They are in the same business. And when the sheikh came, they were already seated with the investors and the lawyers and everything. And the sheikh just sat down and he was holding some kind of a rosary, you know, and he was just chanting and doing this. And I thought, 
seeing it. Then when he saw the shake going down, he also started speaking in tongues. Then the shake began. Then after a while, the shake got up and said, gentlemen, you can close the business. Have a good day and he left. So later he called me and said, Papa, what do you think that is? And I said, the Bible said the children of this world are wiser in their generation than the children of God. And I said, he's just talking tongues. I said, when he came in there and he was just moving, he seized. It wasn't something physical. It was supernatural. He was weighing everybody there. He was weighing everybody there. And he was weighing the transaction. And when he felt that the transaction will work, he said, go ahead and walk away. And I said, that is where you Christians do things wrong and you prevail. You use your natural senses. Because you are in business for yourself. But if you are in business for God and for the ministry, you don't go out there on your own. You go with God. Play by his way. You play by the principles of God. You use the supernatural. You don't use logic because a lot of the people at the marketplace, they don't use logic. They don't. Somebody is fighting me over a land I bought many years ago. And he's been told that the land is mine. But he's dying me because he has some very powerful people in high places. And I'm told that he plays with the occult. So he's been taking people's land. And I send a message to him. And I'm telling him right now, whoever you are and whatever powers you have deployed, let it be known unto you that it's not everybody you touch can go free. And it's not everybody's land you can take. So stand down. Take your hands off. If you love life, if you love life, stand down. Take your hands off my property. You cannot have anything of mine without my blessing and my permission. I'm just announcing it. I'm sending a message to whoever he is. And to those backing him, let it be known unto all behind him and his defenses and strongholds that is not anybody you touch. Upe abwa arena. Say, Upe abwa arena. And you see Boba. But let me move on. That is just by the way. Let me move on. You have to understand how these things work. Go ahead. Look at how Goliath goes. Go ahead. The Bible said, and the Philistine cursed David by his God. He cursed him by his God. By his wisdom? No. By his skill? No. By his knowledge? No, sir. By what? By his God. By what? His God. That means he was depending on the supernatural. He deployed a supernatural power. He deployed demonic powers. The enemy has power, but he doesn't have authority. That's the difference between us and him. Luke 19, Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So the enemy has power. Let anybody, listen, don't let anybody fool you that the devil doesn't have power. He has power. He has power, but he doesn't have authority. That is the difference. And authority is higher than power. Power is limited. Power is restricted. But authority overrides power. Today, by divine authority, I negate the powers of the enemy. 
We override the powers of the enemy. Open your mouth say, by divine authority, by divine authority. I override the power of the enemy. I terminate the power of the enemy. I command every power of the enemy, stand down, stand down, stand down, stand down in the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't let anybody fool you. You see, that is the reason why a lot of people go to the dark side for help. Because a lot of people in the church are ignorant of the devices of the enemy. They are ignorant of the fact that the devil has power. He has power, but he doesn't have authority. You cannot have authority if you are a rebel. Satan is a rebel. Authority is delegated. You can't have authority unless you are under authority. Amen? The first thing binds doors. Anyone that has gone anywhere to India, to India, to the regions of the sea and the underworld, to the powers above the heavens or the powers beneath, and has deployed the powers of the enemy or any beast to afflict us, to exact on us, to hurt us, or to oppress us. Let their powers be terminated. Let their powers be accursed. Let their powers be vanquished. We curse their power by the original curse. In the name of Jesus. Hear me. Say in the name of Jesus. I curse every enemy force by the original curse. In the name of Jesus, that divides my head and demise. I curse them with the original curse. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together and give God praise. Philistines said to David, and the Philistines said, and the Philistines said, and the Philistines said, and the Philistines said. He kept speaking. He kept speaking. He kept speaking. It's time to speak back. You've been quiet for too long. You've been silenced for too long. You've held your peace for too long. It's time to say something. It's time to say something. It's time to speak back. It is time for counter-petition and counter-declaration and counter-attack. Somebody say, counter-attack. It's time to cross the enemy's lines. By the word of God, the Lutu Kubat, Sufala Hadun, Lekand, Diand, Dawahayakas, Asumuli kamutan de balanda kawahasa ilei tu kalabahan de vandi kandu bayahan de lei tu kawahalasan balundu bandi kafan de yei tu kuluwahan. Let the God of my vengeance rise. Oh God, to whom vengeance belongs. Oh God, to whom vengeance belongs. Show thyself. Show forth thy power. Shine forth, oh God of my vengeance. Rise to my cause and my defense. Go ahead. Then said David to the Philistines. You see, when the Philistines had finished talking, invoking his gods and his power, David responded quickly. My time is up. 
Then said David to the Philistine, Then, 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 talk to me. Then said David. Then said David. Talk to me. Then said David. Talk to me. Then said David. What are you saying to the enemy? You have to speak back. You can't hold your peace. You cannot be silent. You've been quiet for too long. It's time to speak the word. Somebody says, speak the word. Hey. Madila Maga. Ayamalu Takahan. Bivalan. Let the mighty one rise up from within. Molayaku Mutulamba Danda Paluaha. Ikaluasiapa. Hey, Katubaha, lift up your hands, those of you at home, whatever, pray in the Holy Ghost for one minute. Madaluka Maduluza Yanda, Akandala Tuan, Hey, Kufadi Samaha, Ikayatu Laban, Ilekotula Wahakadula Mahasia. In the name of Jesus, sit down for one minute. My time is up. Go ahead. Then said David to the Philistine, uh -huh. Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear uh -huh. and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. You see, David didn't do it by his own strength. He didn't go in his own might. He said, you came against me by your gods. You deployed the gods of the Philistines. We also have a God. His name is Yahweh. We also have a God. He's the Lord of hosts. The God of the armies of Israel. I will conjure. I will engage and deploy Yahweh. I will conjure and deploy the God of my vengeance, the God of the armies of Israel, to show forth. And David said, you made a reference to your God and declared it. I am also deploying my God. And let me also tell you the outcome of your circumstances. You have spoken by your God. I will speak by my God. Go ahead. This day. Will the Lord deliver thee into my hand? You see, he didn't use his own strength or his own might. It's foolishness to go out there depending on your own might and your own strength. Don't do it. Don't do it. Go in the name of the Lord. For at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee of things that are in heaven shall bow, and on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue of things that are in heaven and earth shall confess the Lordship of Jesus. Don't go in your strength. Don't go in your might. Deploy the Lord. Conjure and deploy the name of the Lord. And David said, I come against you in the name of the Lord God of the armies of Israel, whom you have dealt with today. Go ahead. So this day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand. He said, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. And I will smite thee. He said, I will smite you when the Lord hands you over to me. I declare that the Lord will hand over our enemies into our hands. They are delivered into our hands and we will spoil them and we will not turn back like a young lion. We will devour until they are utterly destroyed and we will not turn back. Go ahead. I will smite thee and take thine head from thee uh -huh. and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day uh -huh. unto the fowls of the air uh -huh. and to the wild beasts of the earth uh -huh. that all the earth may know that there is a God in you see, David was doing this for, glory, for God's glory. He said, Lord, I don't want to be powerful. I don't want to be known. I don't want to be fearful. I want it to be about your glory. At the end of the day, when you have delivered, I want people to know that there is a God among us. That you can deliver. That you are powerful. I know 
by that message and we look forward to sharing God's word with you once again. For more information on this and many other Action Chapel International products and messages, you may visit our Dominion Bookshop located on the premises of Action Chapel, Spintex Road. Or you may call our offices on 030-701-1851 or you may also visit us online at www.actionchapel.net. Once again, thank you for joining us today, and may your life continue to be changed in God's presence.